0: Provocative. No, it's nice. Gets close. the people going. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're gonna bring us two absolute martinis. You know how I like them, straight up. And then, precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're gonna bring us two more. Then, two more after that, every five minutes, until one of us passes the fuck
1: out. You got a bad attitude, and you don't listen.
0: not the violence that sets men apart. All right, it is the distance that he is prepared to go. Ever notice how you come across somebody once in a while that you
1: shouldn't have fucked
0: with? That's me. What
1: the
0: fuck else would you do this job? Cocaine and hookers, my friend.
1: Welcome to the Max Ordnance Podcast. It is August 24th for me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yes it is. And it is August 23rd for me.
1: That is correct. Um, You know, I'm not going to mention who this was because it's somebody very close to me that I love. But... uh, I was asked at one point if they could send me money or uh, was it was it send me money? Either way, they asked me if I could uh watch the game, the NFL Super Bowl and if I could uh tell them who won so they could go place a bet. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want, I don't want to use a hard R but that's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> calm down now, calm down. You know, some some people just aren't in the understanding of how time works the rotation of the earth affects us all Fair on enough. a time scale so anyways uh dude i know we don't have a lot of time uh, oh. I'm, on, I'm on my lunch break right now but oh. today's workout my god it was I- saw that it was something else dude. because my first question was like i'm reading it it's like run run slash jog 400 meters all right cool and then do 50 meter lunges all right cool and you know it said with a 35 pound plate and i'm like all right got it but then at the bottom it said carry the plate for everything and i'm like fudge okay <laughs> So 10 rounds of this, right? Is, it took me damn near an hour to get through this. And, you know, I was asking questions like, you want me to carry this while I'm running? Yes. Okay. And uh, it has to be a plate. And they're like, yes. Or it could be a medicine bowl. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a 35 pound medicine ball, but uh, I got a plate. Cool. I'm like, so no kettlebells, no dumbbell, no, nothing like that. And they're like, no. You have to struggle to carry this thing. And I'm like, oh, there will be struggles. I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm carrying this weight, dude. And I'm like running around the track and it's like, I got it here. And then I'm like, put it on top of my head. And it's just like concussions are happening. And I'm like, nope, (sighs) left shoulder. Okay. And yeah, I was actually looking forward to the most painful part of the exercise, which was the lunges. I mean, it was pretty much. I couldn't do 50 meters straight. i tell you that like maybe the first few times, but after, you know, you get to round seven or eight and I'm maybe doing 10 meters and then I got to stop because so I guess the question is lifting me off the ground. Are
0: you dropping weight? And is this improving what you're trying to improve, which is your calisthenics and not putting on so much muscle bulk?
1: Well, I've been recording my weight. Um, I wish I had a way right now to accurately do like a fat test. I don't really know where I'm at. Um, I know I don't have saggy titties and love handles. So, I mean, if I have a lot of fat, it's probably in my ass or in my thighs, you know? Uh, But as far as like fat percentage, I really don't know where I'm at, but I know that, you know, what was it a week or two weeks ago, we were talking about my weight just skyrocketing since Mm -hmm. jumping on a TRT program. And, you know, I was at 170 and right now it's been pretty consistent about, and I think it'll, I think it'll taper down. I think it'll kind of tone itself out, but there was since strictly being on this diet, changing the workouts and getting into this different routine, I'm down at like 161 when I finished my workouts in the morning. Okay, shit. Um, so I've dropped about nine pounds and like I said, I think it'll I think it'll start to taper off. you know, I don't know if it was water weight or what it was, but you know, I think shedding weight from here on until November is going to be a lot slower of a process. but yeah, we don't have 20 pounds to go anymore. We have like 11, so uh, a lot better as far as energy, you know energy levels are extremely high. I feel good, even though the workouts kick my ass um, you know, stretching stuff like that. I mean, ultimately, you know, one, the goal is to feel good, right? But the ultimate goal behind all of this is extreme performance at the sniper challenge. Yeah. So I guess we won't really know how this whole program worked out until it's over. And we can sit down and talk about how bad or how good it was. But yes,
0: that will be coming
1: so for today's topic keep it simple we're going to discuss right it's going to be me asking you stuff and i might say fuck no i don't agree with that or i might change my opinion right uh or you might do the same to me and be like yeah i don't know but as a new shooter right let's say let's start with you're not new to firearms in general maybe you bought a pistol maybe you bought an ar when fucking ar sales were hot and everybody's buying them because the government's trying to ban them like whatever your reason is but now you've gotten into a long-range precision rifle let's say that your goals are to be a good marksman improve your you know get into hunting right Mm -hmm. eventually get into hunting And you would like to participate in some local competitions. So that's where you're at right now. Like that is, those are kind of your three main goals. You haven't bought a rifle yet, but this is your intent, right? What would you say the order of precedence would be for a individual like that getting into this? Because, we see it so many times. I don't know how many times on this show we have discussed my hatred for the Ruger RPR. Mm-hmm. It's appealing because it's fucking cheap. $1,200 later, you have a precision rifle, which, you know what? If your end state is just to be able to go out, plank some targets from the local gun range bench, then you're good, right? That, that will suit all of your needs. But if you have higher aspirations, like the ones we just discussed, be a better hunter, be a better marksman, um, and get into competitive shooting, it's probably not the gun for you, right? It's just, it doesn't doesn't fit those categories very well when you get into field and competition settings and things like that. But we see people buy them because the price tag is appealing. Yep, it is. You got optics out there, you know, good marketing, good marketing. It will get you every time. I still get got by good marketing to this day. You know, Russ, he buys shit all the time, and then he gets it. He tries it. He's like, it sucks. I hate it.
0: Yeah, you know? I, I'm, and none of us are are immune to marketing. I mean, no. we all we've talked about it before. Every one of us gets hit by marketing.
1: I know. And we're like an amazing training company. We just yeah. can't market ourselves. It's fucking horrible. You know, I fucking you're telling me got to rip a page out of the shitty companies who market really well and add it to what we're doing. And we're fucking good. Dude. But, I mean, I, you know, so what's the
0: question is, is the question, where do they start? You know, what's most important? Because, you know,
1: not most important, but if you are this person, you Jeff are this person, right? But you know what you know now. How would you do things different, right? Because that's the overall question is new shooters go buy shit. They come to a class. They learn. They're like, damn, I bought a second focal plane scope. It doesn't work the way that I want it. There's too much extra thinking involved. I bought this bag because it was, you know, cheaper than everything else. And I saw so-and-so use it, and they said it was good. And I got this 5'11 backpack because Tim Kennedy said it was awesome. And Ugh. boom, here we go. You have all of this money spent, and you don't find out until it comes time to train or it comes time to compete that you fucked up, right? So here's here's what I would say is I would,
0: coming from the primarily hunting portion of it um i would say this person needs more than one rifle but if they're gonna buy one rifle they're just getting into it if i was gonna start over
1: but that's something that you learn isn't it yeah you you go to a training class and you start learning ballistics and trajectory and and then you start to like eyes open like okay i want to get into hunting i'm probably going to need something different than what i'm going to use to compete with
0: for sure but what i would say is i would some of the mistakes I made early, right? So early mistakes was um, I wanted a bunch of cool shit. So I, I got a handful of rifles that were in um, Wildcats, right? Not readily commercially available rounds. Yeah. Um, something that was not a typical rifle that was a readily available prefit or readily available chassis for it, right? Um, I spent a lot of money on really good rifles that... I sort of accessorized to shit and put $800 pieces of glass on, um, because I was on a budget, right? I didn't spend my money appropriately. So if I was going to start over, I would really look at what is, what am I going to do with this rifle? 90% of the time, because the guy who says, I want to hunt with it. I want to shoot matches and I want to go shoot long range and take some classes is not going to do all three, the same amount of time. Where are you spending your time the most? All is, right, it gonna so be, is it going to be matches?
1: In, yeah, I'll inject this little tidbit in there since you brought that up. Your mindset is that you want to get into competing and learning how to use the rifle before you go and take a life. Like That's perfect. your priorities.
0: So first thing I would do is I'd buy something that's a very generic but readily used platform, right? So I, me, I just go buy some type of 700 off the shelf that I can learn to use. Okay. Calibers are, are whatever they are, right? Um, any of the sixes, any of the six fives, um, they're all great and you can get hunting ammo and you can get match ammo and it's off the shelf. Um, okay. I wouldn't spend money on some super high-end rifle. I wouldn't go drop five grand, 5,500 bucks on on something that that is going to, we talked about this before, something that's just so nice out of the box that I don't really learn any fundamentals. I'd go spend fifteen hundred bucks on a rifle, uh, go spend a thousand bucks on a piece of glass, and I'd run the shit out of it till it broke until I was really good and it could actually justify upgrading because my skill level was enough to justify it.
1: Yeah. So I don't know how many fifteen hundred dollar rifles out there. I don't even know if you can buy a tuned up Remington seven hundred for fifteen hundred bucks these days. Yeah, I think you can. I would say that, well, maybe I'm fucking wrong, but... Uh, I mean, I, you're down in that Ruger Ruger RPR range right now. Um, what about two grand? Could you spend two okay. grand? Because I know there's a lot of rifles out there, like Masterpiece Arms has a rifle that's in a chassis. You have, okay. um, what is it? Is it Scout Arms out of mm-hmm. Idaho or Montana? And then you also have um, Arrow Precision. They came out with that. They came out with their action, one, yeah. The Solace. but so you have but platforms. The footprint of the rifle is it proprietary? Those are all seven hundred footprints. Yeah. So then the actions might not be Remington, but they are clones.
0: Yeah. Um, as long as it was something that I could take, I could use and upgrade down the road. Yeah, I would want to buy something that um, I could, I could spin a new barrel on i could stick it in a new chassis and then run it for a couple of years after i upgraded but this guy almost might also be the guy that that wants to get into it and doesn't give a shit just wants to spend whatever he wants on the nicest stuff
1: yeah you know everyone's different i feel like if you are that guy and you don't know what you don't know there are forums which I would, I would caution using the forums, right? Because the yeah. forum is just full of people's opinions, Yep. right? Like, oh, you're going to compete. You have to get this because yeah. I have it. Or you have to get this because I use it. Like you're just getting everybody's opinions, right? Whereas if, you know, multiple people have contacted me asking me these same questions I'm asking you right now. And my answer is always like, first off, can you tell me what we're starting with a budget? Like, oh, you know, I don't want to spend more than eighteen hundred. And I'm like, for the rifle and scope, or, or are we just talking the rifle here? Yeah. Like, oh, just the rifle. I'm like, okay, could we, could we bump that number to two thousand? And these are some good options, right? These are quality rifles that will do the job for you. I'm like, then we can talk about glass. You know, do you want? a reticle selection, what are we looking at in terms of budget for the glass? You know, there's a whole shebang for, for talking about glass, right. And, you know, minutes, mills, I really don't try to steer anybody one direction or the other. The concept behind them is the same. It's kind of like, do you have any experience and are you comfortable with one or the other? We can go there. Right. Yeah. And that would be my same answer for glass too. So, you know, another question that I ask is, do you want the ability to upgrade it later or add things later, right? Because here's the deal is you look at some of these rifles that may be off the shelf. It could be a Remington 700 that has a Grabo stock or a manners or McMillan or whatever it is, right? Maybe the old school Remington 700 police. Mm-hmm. Can you throw add-ons to it? Not really. Right. You'd have to remove the entire stock and either do some heavy modification to it or you'd have to put a chassis or something else on there. Right. So my question is, do you want the ability to add weights, add a plate, like put different things on there? Like where is your mind frame at in terms of like being able to upgrade this system? Because that could come into play later is like, did I waste money on a platform I can't upgrade? But I, I guess I would just say I would also
0: how soon do they want to start upgrading, right? How soon is this new shooter, you know, how much time are they going to spend? You know, I would ask them, look, how how much time are you going to dedicate to this? Right. Because if I was gonna if I was gonna steer a new shooter that was serious about wanting to get into this and and spend money on a rifle and so say they've agreed they're going to spend a couple grand on a piece of glass a couple grand on a rifle and they're willing to spend some money up front just to get a nice solid platform to learn on. yeah and and they want to go out and they want to shoot and they don't they want to be able to compete hunt and shoot long range but their main goal is to learn well i'm going to tell them to go buy an 18 inch 308 and learn (laughs) <laughs> because that's the platform they're going to learn on yeah so in a year and they're going to get really fucking good with it and in a year or two years down the road maybe six months down the road when they do upgrade they're just going to ditch the whole rifle or they're going to spend a new barrel on it um and then holy shit this game is easy because i've been shooting a 18 inch 308 for the last year so yeah you know um again we've talked about this before you know i shot a 16 inch 308 for years. And, and that's, that was what I learned on. That was my platform. So, um, I wasn't handicapping myself by giving myself a bunch of, um, you know, like an easy raffle to shoot or something really heavy. That was, you know, I had a, a I was shooting a fucking mule for years. So it really just goes back to the, the new shooters mindset and what they're looking to get out of it.
1: Um, yeah. well, it's you know, easy maybe they- to get from that new shooter mindset, right? You you buy this rifle. It does the job. It's an 18 inch. It's a 308. You got a decent scope on there, right? You're not broke because you bought this gun. You bought it. What the intended use was. Yeah. To get better and to learn and to, you know, become a win phenomenon, like all of that. And then you start going to these competitions and you just get slammed. Yeah. And then the ego says, I need a new rifle.
0: I need better stuff.
1: I need better stuff. Right. So I think it's important that not only do you decide what do I want this rifle for, but you got to be able to stick. You got to be able to remember why you went that route. Right. Because if it was just to compete and get better, then we can do that with any rifle. Yeah. But if you start to worry about competing and being in the leaderboard and you know, climbing that ladder, then there is a, a limitation to what some of those three oh eights can do. There is. But I'll also say that I don't know a whole lot of new
0: shooters that um that's their goal. Yeah. And and maybe you run into different people, but then the new shooters, right? then the guys that are new to long range that are wanting to get their first bolt action or, or wanting to shoot, you know, I want to go shoot out to a thousand yards. That's the magic number. Um, those guys aren't there yet. Even if they go out every weekend and, and shoot their new rifle and they're really good at it and they start getting good at it and they start getting skilled. I don't, I don't know any that have gone out and within six months want to go compete. Yeah. I think they're still too new. Now you get me a guy that is, um, you know, he's been hunting for years he just doesn't really know anything about this, you know, long range quote unquote stuff and wants to get into that. Maybe that's a different story, right? A guy who's got some time behind a, a scoped rifle, but I think somebody who's new to a scoped rifle bolt action platform, I, I just don't see him competing in six months. I think that's the guy that needs to learn on a
1: 308. No, 100%. I'm kind of, I guess I'm I'm thinking about myself and like this insatiable competitive, Mm-hmm nature about me where going out getting an ass whooping just drives me to look at yeah what are all the areas that i need to improve myself my gear and like how am i going to do it you know is it is it blow jobs at the truck stop like what's happening here probably is so <laughs> and, and look
0: and you got guys with different budgets too right i've got a lot of friends that you know they can't afford a two thousand dollar rifle they can't afford two thousand dollars pieces of glass and I've turned and I've said, look, you can still shoot accurately. Yeah, you. There are options out there. You're just going to have to understand you're going to give something up. You know, I've put a, a ton of people on the what the the old Savage Model 110 because good AccuTrigger. It had, um, you know, it's a floating, not a bad rifle. A floating bolt head, so it's inherently accurate. It's a button rifled barrel, but you got to clean the motherfucker every six rounds because it's filthy. But it's still for a, a super budget rifle. It's great. It's upgradable. Um, that know, was but-
1: one of the comments that one of your employees kind of made me laugh inside a little bit. Is when he said, "Hey, I have this rifle. I'm thinking about selling it, and and I want to get like a you know like an introductory rifle." And I'm like, "All right, cool. Like, talk to me. What what are you selling?" He's like, "I got a Savage One Ten and Six Five Creedmoor." I'm like. That's kind of the introductory rifle. I don't know. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> How much but, more introductory do you want to get? <laughs> nothing wrong with that gun. You know, it will do what you want it to do. You yeah. Know? Like, and they're uh,
0: great. And and for years, I, I hunted with one. I yeah. mean, th- but you're going to give up something when you the less look, there's no magic rifle out there. The the least, the less money you spend, the less rifle you're gonna get. You're giving something up somewhere. Yeah. So if if you still have a relatively accurate rifle um I know that that uh CZ um the the was it the 527 um that was a phenomenal rifle I built a couple of them um great accurate little rifles but you gave up something somewhere yeah savages same thing
1: Another thing I'll tell guys is buy minimal right go take a fucking class Mm-hmm. and you know what before you go take said class before you buy everything you think you need maybe reach out to them and ask like us for example how many different Leopold vortex night four scopes that we could be like you're gonna use this one this is the one that you wanted to try here it is mm-hmm. and now you get Two or three days worth of using an optic, which is either going to sell you or you're going to be like, I fucking hate this thing. Can I try something else? It's like, all right, let's try something else, you know. But that is the ideal situation is if you're going to go train, right, before you spend $5,000 on every piece of gear that you need, maybe reach out to the people that you're trusting to train you and ask them, what do you think, right? Because I would say, get a rifle, get a bipod, show the fuck up. Like, yeah, we got you. We got you on the scope, we got you on the rear bag, you know. And if you can't get a bipod, don't you worry. We'll hook you up there too, just to see if you like any one of these. Right. I mean, it's insane how much gear we end up accumulating in this business. Yeah. I mean, I
0: I can't tell you the amount of times that we've built rifles for people just to come out and try. I mean, you know, take the class first yeah i mean i I, I, there's no other way to say it you know if if you don't have a rifle come out train we'll find a rifle for you i mean we do it all the time but um you don't i I guess what i'm saying is don't go out and buy a bunch of shit because one of the forums told you you needed it yeah like you're right buy minimal if anything um and then go take the class and see what you need you don't need to be set up ready to go the first day of shooting like you got your whole life to figure it out and buy the wrong shit
1: So going back to the original question, what do you think the order is, or Jeff, the new guy getting into long range, would you say, determine what your goals are, Mm -hmm. we got that, we know what we want to do, and then seek out a training course, training company, something like that, and... I mean, ultimately that's where you need to be. You need to learn how to use this properly from somebody who can do that for you. Right. And it needs to be down and dirty on the fundamentals. You can talk to them, get their recommendations, ask them what they say. Now you're ready to go buy said rifle. You have information. You've asked your questions. You go buy your rifle and you either buy the scope or you don't, you use a loaner, like whatever the case is, but, you get what you need now. Attend the course. We still yep. still together on this. Yeah. Attend the course. You're learning. You're applying all of this information to send rounds downrange and get impacts on targets you didn't think you'd be able to do. Now you're ready, right? You're just smart enough to be dangerous, right? So I would still mm-hmm. say, if you're going to go out after the course and you think you're ready to buy said scope or do this upgrade or yada yada maybe consult with the guys that just trained you say hey i'm thinking about doing this what are your thoughts right ultimately it's still your decision but you still want to make sure it's a good one right because we've all had that moment where you know it's big in the military did you go through this fucking training school and you're like i'm a fucking g now i know everything uh-huh and then you really don't right it takes experience to get to that level so
0: i mean even myself i mean i can't tell you the amount of times that i'm fucking texting you or calling you like hey i'm looking at this piece of gear do anything about it you know we don't know every nobody fucking knows everything right yeah Yeah. ask somebody so if you're gonna go out and buy gear i mean I i like the idea of getting a hold of your training company whoever you're gonna go train with somebody you know um and just ask them before you buy anything I mean, it makes sense. I hate seeing people waste money because I've wasted a shit ton of money my whole life on things that I look at now. And I'm like, why did I spend money on that? Like huge wastes of money.
1: It's kind of like you, having a financial advisor. You know, mm-hmm. like I have all this money and how do I invest it? Well, you know, said company, us, somebody else, reputable. They're there to help you guide it, right? I can only hope that whoever you reach out to doesn't try to push you to who sponsors it you know like for sure we shoot Falcor rifles and i like them i was a big part of that design the falcor chassis were you know uh sponsors and partnered with Leopold. same thing right i love their gear but it doesn't mean i'm telling everybody like this is your only option in reality i just want them to become good shooters and attend the training course and us put our mark on them so that they can go out and continue to grow. Right. Yep. So uh, make sure you're looking out for biasness in products to buy and stuff like that. Um, you yeah. Know. And that, that's,
0: it's again, another golf analogy, going to somebody that's brand agnostic is the only way to know you're truly getting something that's properly fit for you or something that's going to work the best for you, you know, people go get fit for clubs all the time and it's just a, it's just a place that sells. They just sell these three clubs. Yeah. Well, Fuck. You're just, you're not getting fit for what's best for you. You're just getting one of those three and yeah. maybe one of those three fits you. So, yeah. um, you know, definitely watch out for bias. Definitely. Don't. If someone's trying to sell you something and you're asking questions and it sort of feels like they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't, don't buy it Yeah. because I see it all the time and and someone's, genuinely trying to ask a question trying to learn some more about what they're going to be purchasing trying to let you know hey this is what i want to use it for and it's like yeah yeah it's perfect you're not like how do you know you're not listening to what i'm trying to tell you what i'm trying to do with it even as a new shooter the new shooter may not have the experience but he knows what he wants to do with it yeah so you know definitely listen to people who are listening to you um with what you want to do with your gear because that's important because i've got I've got a bunch of loophole scopes in there. I got one on the table here, and I have rifles without loophole scopes because there's a specific piece of glass I need for a specific rifle. Yeah, you know there is no one fits all.
1: We're gonna have to have that conversation. The ultimate one scope fits all optic. You think there isn't one? Well, maybe there is. <laughs> I don't know. I think this well, is- so. No, I, I don't I
0: don't think there is. I okay. don't think there possibly could be. I think there's a one is good for all. <laughs> okay. I, I think you know the whole fear the man with one rifle thing is is absolutely true, but I don't think there's one best one fits all piece of glass or rifle. I don't think there is.
1: Okay. So again, like that conversation for another episode mm-hmm. where we can discuss one size fits all. Is there a scope that's capable of that? Doesn't mean it has to be the best for every one of those scenarios, but will it work for every scenario? Right. Cause there's two, two different ways to look at it. Yeah. Is there a scope that will be the best in every one of these situations? And is there a scope that will suit the needs of every one of these situations? So hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a discussion for another, for yeah. another episode.
1: It is absolutely. Um, you know, to close this conversation out and get you out of here, final thing. I just want to hear what you have to say. I know what I say, but I get a lot of questions about, you know, specifically I have a lot of Leupold guys or or people who are wanting to buy a Leupold Mark V. they mm-hmm. They'll reach out and they'll say, I'm thinking about getting a Mark five, with this reticle, I'm like, all right, cool. Should I do 25, you know, five to 25 or seven to 35? And I'm like, well, let's, let's talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. but you also have people who think that you require that much magnification to engage targets at that thousand yard mark. And you can't do it without 20 power or more, which mm-hmm. is kind of bullshit, right? Do it with 16 power military. They forced us to do it with 12. I've done it with, done it with 10. <laughs> I mean, imagine this you have a 50 caliber M107 Barrett sniper rifle with a little tiny piece of glass, with a on little it. tiny piece of three to 12 fucking love on top, and it looks so stupid. And they're like, Yo, shoot that target 2000 meters away, and you're like, I'm on it, dude. Boom! Like, I mean, it's kind of like more recoil than that, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So Uh, so what do you think? I mean, so guy asked you five to 25 or seven to 35. I, my answer would be, I could care
0: less about what the upper range is. For me, I always care about what I'm, what I'm using that rifle for. I need to know what the maximum bottom range is for what works for me. So
1: that is, that is, it's fucking awesome because me and you are looking at this from our own specific needs Mm -hmm. and yours is what's the bottom range and mine is like i don't really use the bottom range so i would go seven to 35 because i might want 35 one day but i'm never going to care about five power like for sure so
0: because i have a tendency to um whether it's whether it's i get lost whether i i need bottom range i don't like to be in all the time right so especially like for my hunting rifles i need bottom range um i need a lot of light transmission sometimes at night in scenarios with some of my some of my my match rifles i put glass on it where there's a scenario that i may be shooting at night which is i want maximum field of view, maximum light transmission at night on bottom range. So typically mine are mostly five to 25. I think I have one seven to 35, um, but most of mine
1: are five to twenty fives. And that's the question I ask guys is where do you find yourself needing the most area you find yourself, you know, law enforcement area down in that five power range. Then I think you answered your own question, right? You're a hunter, and you need that larger field of view, and you might be on that five power setting most of the time. Then you've answered your own question, right? You got to look at where do you see yourself needing majority of your magnification. Yeah, and the competitive side, you know, I rarely find myself off of twenty. Like I just set it, set it to twenty, and I'm there. You know, so yeah, and so so and you, I say that,
0: but this is this is my. This is for my Falcor. This is for my match rifle, and it's a 7 to 35. Yeah. It's this is the only 735 to 35 I have because it's for a very specific rifle.
1: Yeah. You know, and so for me, I look at it and I'm like, I don't need, you know, 25 would be fine. I could get by with 5 to 25. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I have an option of 5 to 25 or 7 to 35, I might want that 35. One day, whereas I'm not that concerned about the low end of losing that two power, so yeah. it's awesome that we have differing opinions, but we have reasons to back up why, and that's what people who purchase these things need to understand as well. So, absolutely awesome, man. Well, I know you got to get going. We've been on here about 30 minutes, I think it was a good episode. We'll jump back on here later. And, uh, crack out some other stuff i got some really right. interesting topics for us to discuss maybe this weekend but uh i'll get back at you everybody else thank you listening you guys have been great our numbers are just continuing to grow in terms of our podcast listens our youtube views so they are again thank you guys jeff appreciate your time man i'll catch you later well, down
0: below if you're on youtube subscribe subscribe
1: and like and do all that stuff peace, peace.